following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, unfortunately, grief comes into uh, every one of our lives, the the idea of loss, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a, a pet or a loved one or uh, even you talk about even the loss of a job is uh, something worth grieving over sometimes. And and so, you know, there are some who will have a loss, but it's just, it's not as deep and people experience loss differently. And uh, others can experience loss and really plunge into uh, a period of grieving. So um, help uh-huh. us uh, understand what it is to, to grieve, I guess, appropriately and grieve well. Well, actually, uh I think everybody can identify with having a significant loss. And if it's a, a, a child, uh, a teenager, a lot of times the first major loss will be a precious pet, a, a, a dog. I mean, there now we're talking about a death that is not... Um, something that you can turn around. It's not like if there's a death that there is an ending. And I say that just because there are those who are adults um, and they have lost something that that's dear to them, but they have difficulty coming up for air. It's like plunging into water and 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 they feel so differently. Uh, than they anticipated. And eventually, though, after we surface from that plunge, uh, we could just tread water, not not swimming toward a real destination, anything specific. The, the point is, when when we feel engulfed with grief, just realize God understands, He knows, He literally becomes our deliverer. He's our redeemer. And he will keep you from drowning in the depths of despair. Psalm 18.6 says, He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. So I think to just even evaluate if, if you're grieving, uh, you could just listen to this. It's it's like a checklist. And some of the things on this list would be applicable if you had a significant loss in your life. Do you feel alone and isolated? Can be with even other people around. Do you feel you are just mechanically going through the motions of life? Do you feel resentful toward God for allowing that loss? Do you ask why over and over and over again? Do you feel overwhelmed, not knowing what to do or where to turn? Do you feel emotionally distraught because of your loss. 
Do you frequently dream at night about that loss that was so significant? Or do you daydream, you know, just periodically? Do you just keep thinking about that one who is not with you anymore? Uh, Do you feel angry or bitter over the loss? Do you have difficulty forgiving those who caused the loss? Sometimes it's forgiving the person who died. Do you see life as an empty struggle without much reward? Do you feel helpless knowing how much others also must be be grieving? Do you wonder what kind of God would allow this loss? Do you view God as uninvolved, lacking compassion? Realize, during this time of of grieving, you may be confused about your feelings toward God, but always remember, this is an unusual book of the Bible. Most people don't read the book of Nahum. It's in the Old Testament one of the minor prophets. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. What I want to do is suggest that you write down this reference, Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, chapter 1, verse 7. Nahum 1-7 and then just write out these words and thank him the Lord is good a refuge in time of trouble he cares for those who trust in him and then you can personalize it the Lord is good to me he's my refuge in times of trouble Thank you, Lord, that you care for those who trust in you. And I thank you for caring for me, because I truly do trust in you. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates, and of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight, 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living sure to help you address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources. Maybe there's uh, some issue, uh, some topic that you've heard about tonight and you'd like more information, they'd be uh, happy to help you to uh, get those resources into your hands. I want to recommend to you the uh, 31-day devotional. It's called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, and a very helpful resource for so many to understand how God sees you and uh, what your self-worth is in His sight. Uh, it's, uh, again, 31 days of that uh, that very topic, and uh, just laid out really well, just a couple of pages a day for you to take a look at. If you'd like to ask for customer support to send that to you, just order directly from them at 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. Also check out our website, hopefortheheart.org store. There you can find the new updated Keys for Living with more topics being added monthly. We have uh, now a variety of Keys for Living called Stress, Anxiety, Fear, Abuse, marriage, so many more. And also you'll find our our video-based training program called Lifeline to Hope. That's a 10-session lay caregiving training course that's been a helpful tool for pastors and churches looking to start or grow a care ministry in their church. Also, there's an area called June's Place, and you'll find June's uh, books and music CDs there as well. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We have returning this evening, Michelle. Well, how wonderful to talk with you again, Michelle. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, June. It's so nice to talk to you again. Well, I I was struck at your first words to me, basically, Um, and it was that you had had a history of abuse, and this is what touched my heart. I was always set up for it, and you said you had a lot of abusers. And, you know, um, that is so challenging when at times we, we, we can't go back and change anything. History is history, yet we can change looking forward. 
and uh, so uh, talk to me about what you want to talk about and um, how things have gone for you within this year. Well, I took what you told me and I put uh, them, all the abusers, uh, on God's hook. Mm. And I said, this is, that was then, this is now. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to be very clarifying. And I used a lot of the Bible keys and the CDs to comfort me. Um, Mm. I listen to them regularly now. And it seemed to be very positive. Now, I haven't really been very good with the timeline. I I did start writing it, and then I ran out of paper. (laughs) That was one of the things that I ran ran out of paper. So that's one of the problems I ran into. Well, you can always come back and do that again and have several pieces of paper. Because, uh, truthfully, there are times when... There can be so much mm-hmm. negativity and people who have, have caused hurt and pain. And you had mentioned a number of things that were just incredibly challenging. And so I, I, it doesn't surprise me because we talked three times about a year ago, meaning like a, a week apart or two weeks apart. Uh, but, uh, you know, meaning um, in these intervals. And uh, yet I'm very proud of you because I hear your wording. You've, it, for forgiveness, you know, instead uh-huh. of us being hooked to those who have offended us, those who have hurt us, those who have abused us, instead of holding on to those offenders, it's like they weigh you down in terms of emotionally and spiritually. And what you said is, You've taken them off of your hook, and this is what I suggested. And you, but you're not letting them off the hook. You're taking them off of your hook, putting them onto God's hook. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who says, "It is mine to avenge; I will repay." So yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you, and it is true that was then, but this is now, and we have uh-huh. choices that we didn't have long ago. Uh, not, you know, it's a different. A different world when we look at in today's world I have choices that I can make that are healthy choices that are God honoring and literally um, healing so uh, thank you for sharing that I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're saying that you listen to the CDs that we've sent you because yeah. anyone anyone who calls we send we seek to send them what they've asked us about that we already have, that I had written, that I, um, uh, I'm talking about the counseling keys, which today we're calling Keys for Living, and uh, there's a wealth of information that anyone can receive when we look at God's truth for today's problems. Uh-huh. So what I'm hearing is you have found those helpful. So what is happening at this point? Well, I, I got some recovery, other things that are going on. Um, I had to get uh, my teeth replaced because of domestic violence. Mm. Remember I told you that I had yes. some other recovery issues that were going on. I didn't quite word it that way, but um, I have since gotten my teeth replaced um, due to abuse and 
I have dentures. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to say that's a success story. At least I have teeth, you know. Hmm. I I didn't really want to go through all that. I, I had to have my teeth removed because of it. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a, a incident. I was going to mention it to the uh, producer, but I yes. might as well mention it to you now. During Thank maybe you. during commercial break, you can like look it up. There was a story about a girl. Her name was Layla Daniel. She was two years old, and she was murdered by her foster mother. And we did a from we did a, like a um, her birthday. Her birthday was on July. And it was quite emotional for me. Uh, and those who knew her um, probably better, probably were way more emotional than I was. But it mm-hmm. really hit me really hard. And I talked to um, the Henry County in Georgia um, Child Advocacy Program. And, mm-hmm. of course, they were very nice to do a balloon release, and we all did this balloon release mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. Yeah, it was really, it was really, it was so bittersweet. Um, but, you know, the story about foster homes and abuse, um, what we, we talked about the last time. So I thought that was very healthy to do something in memory of another foster child that has long gone you know, since, um, and that story is uh, in Henry County, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I thought maybe if I could do something, you know, I was like, that wasn't quite what I was thinking, but, um, you know, because it's so tragic, you know. But I did do something, and I, I got some Georgia legislators to uh, maybe possibly look at uh, writing uh, legislation mm-hmm. um, on foster care. Um, I think they were already probably planning on it, but um, I'm obviously in Pennsylvania, so it might not really affect me, but I just thought it was really profound that I had that kind of reach just by making a phone call, you know, and out of concern, and I... I I, I don't think that justice is going to be served because she's quite the same as what it would be as if she were alive, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the story of justice is, like, I, I think putting these people on God's hook is a lot easier, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, than it is to seek justice. And I, I've told you a lot of stories about looking for justice, and I, I, I had peace about this. When you told me, just put them on God's hook, and I said, okay, I think that might be easier. Well, well, what you have said, though, is you have identified at times when there are abusive situations, there could be better legislation that mm-hmm. needs to be in place. And... You know, like I, I know a few people who are in, like, like the Texas State House, and uh, I have a dear friend who is a, a state senator, and she's always looking. And she, she was on. Um, she, she worked at a Christian school, and initially was math, and then was the counselor, and 
I just know that she is very purposeful about determining what kind of legislation, what kind of legislation needs to be in place for the betterment of everyone. And this would be in the state of Texas, but I'm going to say this. There are many times when you find, aha, this is going on in this state because you've talked about Georgia and you've talked about Pennsylvania because you're in Pennsylvania now. But the point is, there can be, it's easier actually when there are certain states that have, or even one state that has taken protective action. In other words, positive action where there has been abuse and there needs to be in place this in any and every state of the United States, and I'll just say we have a lot of Canadian listeners, we have people who listen to us around the world, everywhere in the world there should never be abuse. And In fact, I will just say this phrase, there is no excuse for abuse. There is yeah. no excuse for abuse. And so what we need to do is take action and there are people that are in government positions, and many times what it requires is somebody to ring that bell, to say, to, to put, or I'll say, shine a spotlight on a problem that needs to be addressed. That may be a part of your role in, in life, where if there is something that is very positive that was done here, in this particular state, then, okay, let's see if we can get that replicated over here, on you know, or I'll say over there. And um, sometimes there are people that are just tremendously gifted in this area who know the information that you would find very helpful if you could find, you know, specifically uh, those individuals where there are abuse um, de- dealing with what type of abuse you're talking about. And, you know, and, and, I mean, there are positive stories of foster care. There are some tragic stories in foster care. But there should be every effort that we make sure that tragedies do not happen. for people who are hurting and broken. You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. I want to recommend to you the keys for living called grief, living at peace with loss. And you can ask for that by name as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If there's something you'd like to speak with June about, a maybe there's a situation in your life and you'd like to know uh, her perspective, more importantly, God's perspective, and see, see what God's view on uh, your situation would be. Just give us a call, and uh, we'd like to have that conversation with you on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. That's 800-917-800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, you're going to leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and just talk to you about uh, how you would address that situation on the air with June and uh, what questions you might have, uh, what would help you the most. We'd just like to talk to you about that and possibly schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number again is 800-917 or 800-644-4817. Now, we have an opportunity for you if uh, maybe you're not ready for the uh, on-air experience and don't want to be on a live program, or maybe you think you're, you've just got a small question, just like a quick answer on that. We'd like to help you with that as well. We have uh, an email address, askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Just send your question there, and we'll cover that in an up- upcoming Hope in the Night. Again, that's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. O-R-G. We really look forward to these questions and to answering your question on an upcoming Hope in the Night. Well, now back to our conversation tonight with Michelle. Well, Michelle, I, I did look at something that you and I had talked about, and that was your mother saying, you, you said, uh, you know, she just didn't have anything good to say about you, and you remember you know, her kicking you in the head when you were just age five, and um, I know when we were talking, it was, you, you, and I quoted you, meaning I wrote down what you said. You said, my biggest problem is not knowing how to forgive. And, you know, when I, we did send you our material on forgiveness, and so have you felt 
that it's been easier now for you to genuinely forgive so you are not caught up in bitterness, anger, mm -hmm. and... Okay. Yeah. So what has helped you the most in the arena of forgiveness? Well, because there was so much abuse that really I was focusing on the worst, the worst of all the abuse was uh, more stuff arose over the year. My sister disclosed um, verbal abuse um, about two months ago um, after school. The foster mother would come home after school and cuss up a storm. The girls would go and look at videos that they weren't supposed to, and she mm. would verbally attack them after school. And then remembering my brother being forced down the steps by his arm, um, the school abuse that went on with my dad. So it, it it kind of, like, put my mother off to the side, and I just put her on the hook, on God's mm -hmm. hook, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like once all these memories started coming back, it's like it probably, it puts it, like, on the lower rank, like, it becomes more insignificant, not... That it isn't, but you know, it. I I can forgive my mom. I mm -hmm. can because I'm dealing with other things right now. You know, I'm dealing yeah. with this these new memories. Excuse me. Um, right. Okay. So you know, I'm going to just say that what has helped me is uh, because. You know, we we can genuinely forgive. We release that person, and th that's what the word forgive means: release or dismiss. And this is following the model of Jesus, who was being crucified on the cross, and yeah. he said, "Father, forgive them. They know not what they do." Now they knew what they were doing from a physical standpoint. But obviously they had no spiritual comprehension of what God would have wanted to, them to have been. They didn't know who he was, but it's really more than just... It's that They didn't know how to be who God created them to be because God did not create people to be mockers and you know, literally ridiculing people. And this is what was going on with with the crucifixion, as well as the horrendous act of the physical crucifixion. But my point is, if this is mentioned multiple times in the Bible, and it is, and uh, this was my hardest thing for me all, you know, until I finally, um, I mean, I, I become a Christian, but the forgiveness part just didn't seem right. And so I'm saying this because I will tell you the one thing that has made the most difference for me, because periodically I'll have someone who, you know, I'll hear what someone has said about me, and, and, and while it can smart, meaning it can be painful, 
um, if someone is being cruel, being um, stabbing, or whatever the phrasing we would use, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with people who hurt other people. There's something wrong on the inside. There, there's something that's not whole within that person. And it dawned on me, finally, when I was under, learning to understand forgiveness, that the Bible actually says, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who persecute you. Uh-huh. And so this is literally the way I have found immense relief. And it is when I know someone has been um, real negative or, and, and you know, I, I, it's amazing how things get back to you. you, you you'll learn something, just like you talked about talking with a sister. Well, there are times when people will tell you things that they may think you already know. Uh, or they're trying to help you and say, let me tell you what so-and-so is saying. Well, what I do with that, there are times when it's appropriate to confront, and there are times when it's not. Um, And so no matter what, I need, my responsibility is just to be biblical and pray for those who persecute me, pray for those who are negative toward me, um, I, I wish they would come to me and talk with me and we because I can be immensely rational and it may be that I, there's something I need to reconsider or, you know, I'm, I, I can benefit from a genuine critique. Um, there are literary critics. There, there are different kinds of, of critics. Some people just have a critical spirit and they push others down, and it makes them feel superior. Kind of uh-huh. makes them feel significant. But my yeah, point is, they must be insecure or something. Yeah, there, there's some need they're trying to get met just by pushing you down, by hurting uh-huh. you, and and many times, depending on what their background is, and many times it's not healthy. It's not. It's it it, it can be. People who are really, um, you know, why, why are some people cruel? Well, I can tell you, if you, we're all created with three inner needs for love, significance, and security. If you talk with anyone who is a student or a studier or a, a, a professor or a teacher a dealing with violence to understand it makes the people who are violent feel more significant. But if if they do not have compassion, well, there are some people who were hurt early on and they become numb, emotionally numb. And so they don't mind hurting other people. It's like, you know, I was hurt, so I'm going to hurt you. And there is a mindset that is not healthy, it's not good, but... Instead of us being controlled emotionally by those people who do hurt us, better to say, okay, this is what this relative did. This is what this 
person did and 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 just say lord i just pray one day they will have their their eyes opened to see yeah. what literally would be healing to them or to, that they would have a changed life through Christ. And my, my typical thing is, Lord, may one day that person have a receptiveness to you. May they have a changed life. Because anyone, anyone can be positive. You know, there's no one who couldn't change. I said my dad would never change. Well, I was wrong. You know, nine months before he died, he actually prayed a prayer to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But I, at, you know, early on, I never thought he would change. And I oh, was wow. bitter. I had a hatred. But I was wrong, too. I, I, it wasn't true. Uh, people can change that you never think would change. But our yeah. our role needs to be to pray for those who persecute us when when we know someone has intentionally been cruel um I, that's what Jesus did that's uh-huh. exactly what he did and if we're going to be Christ like then let's do what he did and be biblical and that doesn't mean we're accepting abuse it's saying in spite of this abuse i'm going to choose to Focus not on the fault, but focus on the need in that person. And that person needs a changed life. And I pray that whatever method, whatever is used, they will one day see that they actually need a changed life and they would be willing to be changed by the Lord. And, you know, sometimes our attitude is the I'm talking about when we do that, when we have the love of Christ, by the way, the Bible says, love your enemies. I used to think, what do you, that's impossible. No, love means seeking, agape love is seeking the highest good of another person. We're seeking what is best for that other person. So when you're not controlled by the meanness and cruelty of others, then, and you're literally focusing on, Lord, whatever could turn that person around, I pray that that would happen. That's the spirit that we should have. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about tonight's topic, the subject of grief, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you get those resources into your hands, either maybe uh, recommending an online resource we have, a free resource called our Quick Reference Guides, and those are kind of an excerpt of our larger Keys for Living, and uh, you can get those Keys for Living sent to you as well if you find you'd, you'd like more information on that. I want to recommend to you the Keys for Living called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss, and the number again for customer support is 800-488-4673. Again, that's 800-488-HOPE. You may also email them, if that's more convenient for you, at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Their email address, again, is customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to tonight's conversation with Michelle. All right, sweetheart, within the last um, 14 minutes that we have, I just want to say uh, I have some of your timeline. I know you said you hadn't, you ran out of paper, you didn't finish. I want to encourage you to go on and have your, tell what was painful in your childhood. And I, I, did, do a, I did do a timeline. Yeah, okay. Okay, I thought you said that you kind of ran out of paper. You I, kind of I, did, didn't I finish. did run out of paper, though. <laughs> okay, right. Well, so I, I have some of it. Like, for example, I have in 2008, you said it was the worst time of your life. Your eyes, mm. you had black eyes, swollen shut, you know, being oh. beaten, and th- you know, this type of thing. And uh, kind of you learn what kind of people not to get involved with. Um, that's, um, the Bible says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered. So you have a biblical right to move out of harm's way. Uh-huh. And you need to act on that because that's yes. being biblical. But so, so what, what I was going to suggest is if, if you did run up out of basically paper or time or motivation that you just go on and go one more time go back and consider okay is there anything i need to add in childhood 
I, I have some yes. of that list. I and some of yes. your youth, uh, exp what you what happened, and then of course in adulthood, etc. But then, then when you finish, for you to literally go back, there and was I want an incident in 1974 that I just remembered uh, an incest mm -hmm. incest and I didn't remember it until after I got done talking to you okay wow. and it was 1974 1975 yeah. when I was in preschool and I had this... a lot of embarrassed I felt very embarrassed by this I just wanted to talk to mm -hmm. you about it. It came up on my timeline. Wow. And that that was a member of the family, correct? It, we were the same same age. Okay. okay. We were both four and five years old. Well, it's important that when it, something comes up like that, that you deal with it. And, you know, there's something I didn't send you. I'm going to send you something on grief. And the reason is, we talk about a timeline there, but it's, it's really how to let the past stay in the past. You're, mm -hmm. you're, in, in grief, a lot of people don't ever heal. They, they don't understand why. Well, there are three stages of, of grief, and one is when there has been loss. It's hard for me to hear that you had any kind of a healthy childhood. You, it's like you, you lost the safety that you should have received in your mm -hmm. childhood, and you, that's, not, that's not your fault. You don't have a choice about that. You, you, you're, you're where you are whatever family you're in, whatever home you're in. Well, um, there are things to grieve in a healthy way. In fact, we're, we're told um, that we are to, to grieve. This is in the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a time to grieve. There's a time to mourn. And then many times it's when we have memories that begin to come. By the way, the memories are actually a sign of healing. It's like the Lord will give memories because now it's time to deal with those issues. And um, that's when more and more healing takes place. So when you look at the time to grieve, it, it can be literally, this is part of why you write these down, and but then it's not just for the sake of writing them down. It's going back and looking at each specific loss, every every the the pain, and then for you to go back and say to write the word past, 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 and that's when when you've gotten everything written down that you. Can remember, uh, those memories will serve to do something positive, and that means when there's a time to grieve, when you're wanting healing, this is part of what is called uh, the grief process, 
or it's uh, it's it's a type of grieving that is um, called grief work, grief work, and that means. You're accepting that the past will always be in the past. This is what will happen when you finish. Healthy grieving or, or healthy grief work will culminate in accepting that the past will always be in the past, accepting that the present can offer stability and significance. And third, it's accepting that the future can hold new and promising hope. And this is where we replace fear with faith. Uh, Isaiah 41, 13 says, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So he helps you through this process. And what I think, can be very helpful as you are getting, you know, periodically memories. Um, just do something with them, and it's literally accepting that the past will always be in the past, and we'll, we def- we help with more of what you actually do. So you're going to yeah. be getting something else from us. Um, we, we've sent domestic violence and boundaries and all. And you're, you're a, I'm, I'm proud of you, by the way. I'm very proud of you. Because you. what you've done is you're not just engaged in a conversation like we, we did a year ago three different times. But you've done something. You, you're listening to the CDs. You're, you're, you've looked at and read the material because I think you really do want true healing for your heart. Mm-hmm. I do. Good. And Good. you know, when that stuff started, as I did more work, this stuff started surfacing more. Yep. And that's that's the deeper things of God. That's work because I feel safe enough to do that. Isn't that a wonderful word? You feel safe to Mm -hmm. do this now? That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I feel safe with you enough to say that. that I wouldn't be able to open up about this without talking to somebody that's safe. Well, you you know, I know what it's like to be shut down for years and not share anything because I, I I always felt I had a cork in my throat and I couldn't get it out until mm-hmm. eventually and you know this is what having trusted friends like and I'm not talking about a, a whole bunch I'm talking about you know there there can be people God brings into your life who are gifts from him and they are a part of the healing. Because I remember, uh, you know, in fact, I just said this to a friend who had helped me years ago, and I said, you know, you were, you know, I had talked to, I had made a comment about not being able to talk, and she said, but when you did, it it, it was like a, a, a gully washer. It was, it was getting it out. But I didn't feel safe until, you know, in way in adulthood. And and uh, while I couldn't 
tell a lot of people, I could at least tell this friend here and that friend there, but I had very few people that I talked with. But then it got easier. You know, that this is why it's important. Jesus said, the truth sets you what? Free. That's right. So and the more you're able... This has been the most free i felt ever about this. I, 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 I want to cry because it's... I don't mm. feel shame about anything. No. I, I feel like I'm set free of it. I'm so proud of you. Oh, just just remember you. that, that we... Sh- it doesn't help us to stay closed off and shut down. Mm-hmm. When Jesus says the truth sets us free, it's his truth applied to our lives, and he literally will guide you to deal with the truth. But I want you to be very selective in the kinds of people you allow in your life. You don't need manipulator manipulators. You know, manipulators look for people they can manipulate. Abusers yeah. look for people they can abuse, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you have to, this is where you pray for discernment and say, Lord, is this a, the kind of person who is trustworthy? And a friend, a true friend, will be trustworthy. It doesn't have to be just a friend. It could be someone who is wise. In fact, the Bible says, he who walks with the wise grows wise. On occasion, I've had someone, it it wasn't a friend, it it was somebody who was trustworthy and who entered my life for a period of time. It wasn't a buddy buddy, it was somebody that I could speak with who, who would give wise counsel. So pray, this is how I want you to pray. God, I pray for wise people in my lives, in my life. Um, And that means you have to be in a church that is biblically based, where people carry their Bibles, to be involved in a Bible study where you're learning God's truth. His Mm -hmm. truth will set us free. And so I'm so proud of you. The difference from a year ago to now? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that that's just praise God for that because the Bible says, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, yeah. and I will be saved. For you are the one that I praise. You are the one that I praise. I'm proud of you, and we'll be sending you our material on grief. Grief, and that means living at peace with loss. We will send the keys for living cold grief, living at peace with loss. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. We thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.